Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the love of my life, Mr. <laughs> Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome back. This is episode number 110, and after a disappointing start to our season against Sutton, we looked to bounce back against Solihull Moors. Really, really delighted to be back in in the season. We, yeah. you know, we've talked about pre-season. We've done two episodes in pre-season now, and now this is the real cut and thrust, the real meat and drink, the whatever other analogies you like can it. you can you can use. This is now the season. It started. We are covering two games today. So that's the Sutton game, the Solihull Moors game. More on that later on. But first, as always, we start the show with an update on the supporters from the Supporters Club and also from the Leighton Orient Trust. Yep, so Supporters Club, two trips to tell you about. Bookings are being taken for the coaches to Woking and to Maidenhead. So firstly, Woking on Saturday, the 19th of August. Coaches depart from Brisbane Road at 11am for a 3pm kickoff. Prices £21 for adults and £18 for concessions. And then the trip to Maidenhead on Bank Holiday Monday, which is the 28th of August. Coaches again leave Brisbane Road at 11 o'clock for a 3 o'clock kickoff. And again, prices £21 for adults and £18 for concessions. If you're a member, well done. If you're not a member, there'll be a £3 surcharge for you. There's two ways you can book. You can book in a supporters club at the home games or by calling the travel line on 07722 135 970 and also remember that if you book your coach you still have to book your match tickets so you can't rock up without your ticket good shout very good shout indeed so just I think it's worth mentioning the supporters club memberships uh, actually I think Karen tweeted that they're heading for a record yeah. year which is absolutely incredible. It's going to be difficult to get in pre and post match now without it, your card. It was rammed yesterday. Was it? Pre and post. So it's well going to be like that on Saturday as well now. Yeah. Just oh. the buzz has brought everyone back. So if you're interested in joining the Supporters Club, it is very, very worthwhile doing. £12.50 for one year or 35 quid for three years. Concessions, 7 50 for one year. £20 for three years. Uh, concession is over 60 student or the unemployed proof will probably be required. Application forms are available from Keren at any game or alternatively on the Supporters Club website, which is orientsupporters.org and go to how to join. Sign up. Very, very, very well worth it and an extremely well run uh, club as well. Love going yeah. in there. Really good, really good vibes. A great atmosphere yesterday. It's become more see. part of my ritual now to go in there than it ever has been. Sort of, I've never really gone into the supporters club until the last sort of two or three years. Yeah, no, it's really good. Great company, great I'm beers. Gutted, I've only just started doing it. It's got the footy on. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, Leighton Orient Trust update. So, thanks to Howard for providing us with that. The following thanks. Oh, so he says the following thanks to the players who have already been out in the community this season. Miles Judd popped in to see his old Chigwell youth team to help with their annual awards and goalkeepers Charlie Granger and Sam Sargent spent some time with the participants on the Trust's multi-sports holiday programme in the Score Centre last week, chatting and signing autographs. And a huge thanks to Director of Football Martin Ling, who spent an hour with the participants of the award-winning mental health project Coping Through Football. That was at the Douglas Ayer Sports Centre on Tuesday afternoon. Lingy spoke of his own battle with mental health and how sport and remaining active still plays a huge part in aiding his recovery. Please check out the Coping Through Football website for more information. Uh, go to copingthroughfootball.com. 
www.thetrustupdate.org. Yep, and to finish off the Trust Update, just a reminder that the Trust are facilitating free summer holiday multi-sport and dance sessions for boys and gay girls aged 5 to 21 at the Leighton County Ground and the Score Centre in Leighton and at the Locksford Leisure Centre in Ilford throughout August. So you can book by calling the Trust. Trust on 0208 556 5973 for more information. Yeah, so a couple of announcements this week. Get well soon to at Mini Wine Girl, who unfortunately was involved in a car accident towards the end of July. So yeah. uh, we wish you a speedy recovery and hope you weren't injured too badly. Yep, and also um, earlier this year at Gorillas 1985, ran a very successful quiz in aid of the Leighton Orient Fans <coughs> Trust uh, for the fund. And the good news is there is another quiz on Sunday, the 8th of October. Started at 7 pm. So, prices, prices for this is £8 a head, max of eight heads per team, and there's space for 18 teams. So, a lot of space, a lot of heads uh, to be filled there. You can book via email. So, email uh, at ilmd85 at hotmail.co.uk or by tweeting at gorillas1985. This will be advertised uh, in the supporters club, and the quiz will also be advertised in the upcoming program. So, if you think you're uh, you know your general knowledge and uh, quizzy rascal. Yeah, get involved. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of stuff for Orient fans to be getting involved in, um, whether that's through the trust stuff or whether that's through stuff going on at Supporters Club. It is great to be back yeah. around this football club again. So Monday the 31st of July, this is the 10 days that were effectively. Happy 21st birthday to Charlie Granger. And also on that day, quite a momentous yeah. um, event happened for a young Stephen Alzate because at around 7 o'clock, Brighton and Hove Albion announced that they'd signed Stephen on a three-year contract for undisclosed terms and he will go into their under-23 squad. Uh, Stephen Alzate tweeted a brief statement. Yeah, he said, I am excited to have signed for Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club. It was a tough decision to make as I have been with Leighton Orient from such a young age but felt this was the right move at the right time in my career. I would like to thank everybody at the club and for giving me the opportunity to perform in the first team. Most importantly, I would also like to thank the fans for supporting me through the good and hard times last season. This will always be my team, my club, and will continue to support. I hold you close to my heart and will never forget where I've come from. I wish you all the best for the coming season, and I have no doubt Leighton Orient will bounce back stronger. What a great, down-to-earth, brilliant statement. That's an amazing statement. That is absolutely fantastic, and it just shows you the... The you know the depth of the guy and, and he's he's only a young lad but to to have those sorts of thoughts yeah. and comments is is terrific. Absolutely. Um, my thoughts on on his move is obviously it's good luck to him. Obviously gutted that we won't see him back here doing his stuff in an orange shirt. But you know like I said to to to, to people already about him and the next guy we're going to speak about is at the end of the day this is potentially once in a lifetime. Of course it is. Yeah. If if he plays for Orient in the next game and breaks his leg and he's never the same after he'll never. He'll never have that opportunity. It's always the what-ifs, and that's the gamble with football. Well, we're National League now, and he's going to a Premier League club. So that's an opportunity you can't really turn down. That's a massive step up in class. And yeah. even though he goes into their under-23s um, squad, you know, if he performs well there, I think he'll break through. Um, he's got more potential there, I would imagine. I don't know how long Brighton will stay in the Premier League for, but effectively they're an extremely well-run yeah. club, a well-supported club. They've got a good manager in Chris Hewton um, who brings through players, yeah. young, young no, players. So it's a, it's a good move for him. Your views? I guess, you know, disappointing to lose him, but a great chance, as we've already <coughs> said, for Stephen to progress his career. 
you know, hopefully we've got a decent price for him. There's lots of rumours going around about different prices, but we think we've got a decent price for him. But with Lee uh, in the squad, Lawless, Clay and Monker, there's depth in central midfield. Um, so hopefully we won't feel he's lost too heavily. Yeah. Uh, but best of luck um, to Steven Alzate. Moments later, uh, Orient announced that Tristan Abrahams has signed for Norwich City, but will stay with us uh, this season on loan. Yeah. So, um, so part that was heavily rumoured, wasn't it? It was heavily rumoured. I think it's probably one of the worst kept secrets. Uh, I think uh, part of the uh, part of the thing was was that you know he was seen up there and 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 by various people. So part of the club's statement read: Abrahams, who scored two goals in nine first team appearances for the O's last season, has joined the Canaries for an undisclosed fee. The 18-year-old remained in E10 for the rest of the season, however, following an agreement between both sides to loan the forward back to Orient for the 2017-18 campaign. And as part of the agreement, Abrahams will also be able to train with and feature for Norwich City's under-23 side. And Tristan Abrahams also released a statement. Yeah, again, this is a, this is a lovely statement. He says, Leighton Orient is a club I admire and hold very close to my heart and I'd like to thank them for their patience and efforts in allowing me to pursue my lifelong ambition to try and play at the highest level possible. I'd like to thank all the players and staff over the years for helping me reach this level. I couldn't have done this without you. I will be returning to the club on loan for the time being and although I will be a Norwich City player, I promise to give my all and utmost best every time I'm given the opportunity to put on the Leighton Orient shirt and he finished it off with a hashtag LOFC and a heart next to it. So, Again, you can see what the club means to these youngsters. It's fantastic that they're coming out and saying these bits because they don't have to. No, they could say, yeah, cheers, good luck, all the best, see you soon, sort of thing. But they don't. But, you know, again, another great move for him. He may not get another chance like this, like I said with Stephen before. Uh, And I met him, I bumped into him before the Arsenal game and he seems like such a lovely, level-headed, down-to-earth guy. And and it's those kind of guys that you want the best for and that you want to do well. And he said, you know, I'm going to work really, really hard, whether it's here at Orient or or up at Norwich, you know, I I want to do well. So, yeah, yeah, really, really admire him. Yeah, Um, Your views? You know, the move is a great deal for both sides you know again yeah. we wish Tristan well good forward got a good instinct for goal uh, and hopefully we can get a good season out of him before he departs for Norwich um, also remember where you heard the news that Tristan was leaving first <laughs> yes boom, boom, boom. that would be us here on the Orient Exclusive Outlook <laughs> podcast Tuesday the 1st of August then let's move on at 10 o'clock the club announced the signing of defender Jamie Sendles White on a one year deal Jamie tweeted, delighted to have signed for at Leighton Orient FC. I can't wait to repay the trust the club has put in me. Yeah. And for me, looking at the um, outpouring on social media, particularly from the Swindon fans, they're sorry to see him go, which for me means a lot because yeah, usually you're, you're a little bit angry that a player has left or don't care and you're quite sort of disparaging about them. But actually, you know, he'd been out for nearly a year, so they hadn't really seen an awful lot of him. So the fact that they thought it was a it was a loss, I think, says a lot about him. So, you know, I think at some point he'll probably be partnered with George uh, Elakobi because we've only got um, Josh Josh until, until January. January. So it's yeah. a good point though about fans wishing play as well. Like a lot of Stevenage fans were unhappy they lost Charlie Lee. Same with Joby. A lot of Cambridge fans were sad to see Josh come to us on loan. So good point there. You know, the players who are coming are well respected by fans yeah, of their previous which you clubs. Don't always get. Yeah, for me, good signing. Bolsters our squad, gives us cover in defence. Should George or Josh get injured, and don't forget, we've also got Pollock, uh, got Michael Clark in Clark, central defence. Yeah. So there's a bit of strength and depth there. Yeah, um, that's true. And he could turn out to be a very important signing for us. So 
if he can stay injury free uh, for a year and get over his injury and show good form, I think there's every possibility he might have a, have his contract extended. Yeah. Plus he's dropped. He's come out. He's come from Swindon to yeah. a League One club, right? Yeah. Or League Two now. Yeah, League Two. League Two. Um, so it's a, it's a decent it's a decent signing on paper. Yeah. And then later in the day, half past six, the club announced another signing, one that had been rumoured for a couple of days. This time, James Dayton um, signing on a two-year deal. So he, James had been a trialist as well as uh, trialist B, well, I think. Absolutely. So your your views on the, on a yeah Dayton? happy with him. Uh, he looked quite lively in preseason. I know it's very difficult to really truly judge but for me he, he looked lively he looked good he's another option on the wing that Steve Davis was looking for yeah for me at this point in time I hadn't seen him in action yet but fits the bill for what we were after um, so like you happy with this one um, and I made you know an end statement saying what a squad we have going into the opening game of the season good strength and depth in all places good experience in the squad as well as the youth I think Martin um, has done an exceptional job in bringing in the players into World to Mine for convincing them to come for Kent and Nigel for giving Martin the back in, for Steve for you know working with Nigel yeah. and getting the yeah. players in. So well done um, to everyone involved in bringing good the players. Point. That is a good point because it, it, you know like Martin Ling has said in 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 his um, interviews that when he can sit down and and watch the team come out against Sutton, he's done his job. That he's you know knowing that there's a full full team, full management team, a full playing squad. You know he's worked really hard in the last six weeks. And don't forget the you know we've signed a lot of players who. At the time, quite late in the day, so it's not like we've you know, been no. watching these players since since April, yeah, May, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, or even February. They've been done. They've been deals that have had to be done quickly. So very well done to all involved. So Good need... calibre of people. We haven't just panic ball. No, very good. Um, so yeah. So the final pre-season uh, match saw an Arsenal under twenty-three side make the journey down to Brisbane Road. Yep. Team lined up as Charlie Granger, Caprice, Coulson, Elakobi, Widdison, with Karoma, Ocheng, McLean and Dayton in the middle and Mooney and Abrahams up top. So I was on holiday, but you uh, went and you was there. I did go, yeah. Um, I mean, just watching that Arsenal side passing it about and their movement, it was just, wow. So even though it's an under-23 team, there was still a there few overs. Jenkinson, Debushi. Only, no, only Carl Jenkinson and... I think that might have been it. There was one other player, but I don't really remember him ever. He's not. He's not. He's not he's a not He's not an ever present. Yeah. yeah. And there was a couple of guys. Their, their their number eight was bossing the midfield. He ran the game, and um, it, it it was it was just really nice to watch. It was nice football, and you can see why. They're so good. Um, they are so good, and why they achieve so much. And at um, half time, three 0 up. Yeah, they were three 0 up. Yeah, goals that were just literally they ticky tacky and pass it around and just bang bang bang. It was just literally as simple as that. But at the end of the day, it is a warm up. Yeah. Um, attendance was two thousand and six with one hundred and forty away fans. No, I thought Arsenal might have brought a bit more than that. I know it's only a preseason friendly and under twenty three, but there's a huge amount of Arsenal fans around where we are. But that's um, deceptive because they opened up the the north for the away, but there were Arsenal in the west. In the west. Okay. Area. Okay, so, but even then, it was only still two thousand and six people there. Yeah. So, uh, the kids that are Arsenal fans might not know who might all these players to, are. So, yeah, it won't appeal that. to them. So, their attention span, if they don't know, it's a, a Sanchez or a yeah. Wilshire or a Giroud or whoever. Are they going to be really that attentive to it, or probably not? So, second half saw a completely different lineup this time. Sergeant in goal uh, in defence. We had Judd, Sendles, White, Clark, and Hap. Uh, in midfield, Lawless, Clay, Moncur, and Bocco. 
uh, with McEnough and Bond up front. I think it's important to point out that obviously you can see there that none of the teams were really what Steve play, ended up playing on Saturday. Yeah. He was just trying to get minutes in the yeah. legs and stuff like that. So Arsenal made it 4-0 though Cole, uh, through Carl Jenkinson uh, before McCauley Bond pulled a goal back uh, from a low Joby McEnough cross before Arsenal sealed the win with a fifth goal as they won the game 5-1. Obviously good to see Bond get another pre-season goal. Yeah, he's had a very good pre-season actually, to be fair. Um, to McCauley Bond. Very good. Done very well for himself. Yeah. So, your quick round-up on the match then? Yeah, obviously as I say, he played two mixed-up teams so they could get minutes uh, under their belts. Arsenal were excellent all over the pitch. Their passing and movement were delightful to watch really. Their number six, I think their centre-back feigned a couple of injuries. It's just a bit unnecessary as it got booed a bit. Um, but also, I'll tell you what it does do is it, it shows the Miles Judds and the Ochangs the level that they need to strive to be at to be in a Premier League team. Good point. It's a real good show for them as to where they're at within their careers and their development. And if they want the inspiration to push on, then that's probably where they look, should look no further, really. Um, Got a good tweet um, after the match um, from at tskinner 68 Made a good point saying the starting eleven on Saturday will have only Granger from last season's team. He goes on to say, "What a job our club Stroetling have done." So yeah, again, agreed. good point we made. And also late in the day, it was confirmed, uh, and as <laughs> predicted by every Orient fan, Nicky Hunt signed for Notts County. So you know, I thought Nicky had a decent year and a half with us. No surprise, he's gone to play with his mate Kevin Nolan. Disappointed he uh, got himself booked County. and banned for the Notts County games. He didn't have to play against his mate. Oh, very good memory there, Mr. Levy. I got. don't forget when someone slights us, mate. It is. That's memory. what he did. He got himself booked. He got that yellow card that meant he, he picked up the ban for the for the following. He purposely was for dissent. He was I remember. Like, yeah, pushing the ref or gobbing off at the I ref remember. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he got booked. Good so. point. Uh, Good right, point. moving on then. Wednesday the 2nd of August, the club announced that over 3,500 season tickets have been sold, which is an, an incredible achievement by the fans and obviously all the staff at the club to actually get it processed. So yeah, it really is. Well done to everyone. And the fact, you know, we've got relegated and fans are still flocking to get their season tickets is superb. So yep. Thursday, the 3rd of August... The squad numbers were announced, so Charlie and uh, the media team done a great job of doing that with did. A, an awesome gif on Twitter, and it had all the players' numbers in the back of their shirts, Love which that. was fantastic. Obviously, if you've got a programme yesterday, there's a squad list at the back of the programme. Uh, we <coughs> won't go through it number by number, but that's what happened. And also, late in the day, a Brill appointment, no, 31-year-old Dean Brill, is announced as goalkeeping coach, joining us from Colchester United, so a massive welcome uh, to the O's Dean from us at the Outlook Podcast. Obviously, he's got a lot of keeping talent to be working with. He's got Granger, Sargent, Arta, Janata uh, in the under 18. Yeah, well done. Um, so, brilliant. So, we wish Dean all the best. Yep. On Friday, the 4th of August, the away shirt was launched at the club shop, and the club also announced that now we're at over 3,600 wow. season tickets have been sold. Amazing. Absolutely work. outstanding. Amazing work. And on the cusp of the season beginning, we asked you via a Twitter poll where you thought Orient would end up finishing in the National League. Uh, we had almost 400 votes, so thank you for voting. Um, and obviously you can vote um, when we do these Twitter polls only on Twitter. So if you follow us, brilliant. And if you don't, get following. So in fourth place, 4% um, of the vote thought we would come in the bottom 12. Yeah. In third place, 18% thought we would finish in the top 12. In second place, 22% thought we would win the league. Uh, and in first place... Most of you thought that we'd finish in the top seven uh, in the playoffs, 56% of the vote. So most of you there think top seven finish, which is probably 
where I'm at uh, at this moment in time. So thanks for all your votes. It's really interesting to run those um, Twitter polls and we'll continue to do more uh, in the future this season. We absolutely will. So moving on to Saturday the 5th of August, the under-18s got off to a winning start with a 2-0 victory against Gillingham. Goals from Andrew Camilo Tayaka and Jaden Phillips. Very good. Well pronounced there, Mr. Thank Lee. you, mate. And then the National League kicks off as the Mighty O's head to Sutton United to start the season with a 12.30 kickoff due to TV coverage on BT Sport. So the team was announced, and it's what we pretty much said it would be um, at the end of last week's podcast with Granger in goal, back fourth Caprice, Corson, Elacopi and Wooderson, midfield with Lawless, Lee, Dayton and McEnough, and then up front, Mooney and Bon and subs. Remember, there's only five subs in the National League, so not seven anymore. So subs, Sam Sargent in goal with Clark, Clay, Bocco and Karoma completing the subs bench. So your thoughts on the lineup? Yeah, as you said, pretty much as we expected. We knew Charlie Lee would be in the centre, but we didn't know, obviously, whether that would be yeah. uh, Lawless or, or, or Clay. So that was the only sort of real question mark that I had. Dayton over Bocco is also interesting. Um, I expect Bocco to be getting a bit more game time as the season progresses as well, though. Uh, the bench is decent with the youth too. I yeah. like the fact that he's not just gone with... All the experienced guys. So, yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah, agree with you. I thought it was interesting, uh, no Abrahams uh, on the bench. thought he might have featured, but obviously he's got choices to make and only having five subs. Obviously, went for Karoma uh, over Abrahams as that attacking option. So, match kicked off. Don't forget uh, Sutton play on a 3G pitch, which is a bit different to the pitches that most of our players are normal to. And in the 46th minute, Willison got out-muscled, fell down in the box, their man quite cleverly fell over him and got the penalty. I think he played Is for that the penalty. A penalty? If because I guess from the referees, I've had the we've had the privilege of watching it on a replay, and I guess looking at it firsthand, he goes, Widdison goes down, their man goes over. I think is it, that a penalty though? Because I don't know what the rule. I don't know how. I know. I know. I can see why it was given from the referee's angle, and in real time, it looks like a penalty. It's more as you see the replay, you think, "Oh, was it?" But it, I know you can see why it was given. You can right. clearly see why that was given. Um, so up step, stepped Jamie Collins, slotted home in the corner to give Sutton the lead. Sent gave um, the big Granger, Granger the, completely the wrong way. Sent him the wrong way. Granger, the, uh, I cusp as he walked off to he celebrate. Did. I mean, I don't want to give Granger too a tough time, but on the penalties I've seen him face, he goes very early into his corners that he's going to aim for. Um, but a decent penalty. I think if Granger went the right way, he probably wouldn't have got it. It was like a well-hit penalty. It was well in the corner. It was a very good penalty. And we found ourselves 1-0 down uh, after yeah. 14 minutes, conceding the first goal in the National League. But in the 17th minute, David Mooney heads the ball into the net. But unfortunately, the ref awarded a foul on goalkeeper Jamie Butler. Yeah, you're always going to get those when you go up in the air with a keeper who falls on his ass after. Yeah. So 29th minute, uh, Sutton goalkeeper Butler Pitt pick up a back pass uh, from the defender Beckwith and nothing was given and it looked like a blatant back pass so we should have had a free kick in a really decent position. Um, strange decision from the ref. He didn't really cover himself in glory that I think we'll probably speak about later um, on. Yeah, Another odd on. one from the ref though in the 30th minute as Dayton goes down in the area as Thomas challenged him in the box but only a corner is given. So for, so, for me this is the complete opposite of Sutton's penalty whereas in real time you think mm, not sure about it but the more you see the replay the more you go, actually, that looks like a penalty. So I can see why he didn't give it, okay. again, in real time. But again, we've got the hindsight of looking at replays. And, but the replay shows one penalty. Call. Yeah. Right. So I think both penalties are really opposites, really. Their one looks like one in real time, but probably isn't. And that one doesn't really look like that much contact's made. But in fact, when you watch the replay, there was. And, you know, had we got the penalty... 
probably looking at Mooney stepping up and smacking it in. But unfortunately, it wasn't given. Game, doesn't it? Yeah, and then six minutes later, we found ourselves 2 0 down and Sutton doubled their lead as Ross Lafayette crossed into the area. Uh, it was a really good cross, actually. It's one of those where it's just in the position between keeper and defence. So the keeper doesn't know whether to come for it or not and hesitates. Defence don't know whether the keeper's coming. Um, and Beckwith got in between close range. I think Sol Granger getting criticised a bit for not coming for that cross. I think that's a bit harsh, really, to criticise him for that one. I just think the quality of the cross was that good that he just beat our defence and left Granger in no man's land and it was 2-0. And a bit of a disappointing start, really, after 36 yeah. minutes. Shame about that. 45th minute, decent free kick in from McEnough and Ella Kobe unfortunately just headed over and then there was two minutes of additional time that was played and Charlie Lee goes into the book and the O's go in 2-0 down at the break. Yep, so 2-0 down at half-time. There's a great summary of the first half on Twitter from at Ian Liddle, who works with BT Sport, who said, proper welcome to non-league game, uh, this. LOFC, a much better team, but 2-0 uh, down due to Sutton's physicality and canniness. And I thought that summed up the first half. Mm, nice Superbly. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And also we had a good tweet to us from uh, at TomP1984 who said, The forwards have given very little. Dayton and Caprice partnership looks like it's working well, but our final ball needs bettering. Yeah, I would agree with that. So attendance announced at 3,198 with 1,203 Orient fans making the trip to Sutton. So well done. Decent, that. Um, if you did, yeah. That very, decent. very decent. So second half kicked off. Uh, with no subs uh, for the O's. Absolutely. And in the 56th minute, Macaulay Bond is booked for a late challenge on their keeper. Yeah, and at this point, we're having decent spots in possession, but not really creating much, not really getting much leverage or yeah. much penetration. 65th minute, McEnough conceded a free kick in a dangerous position. Granger dealt well with it uh, and punched clear. So good composure there from Granger. Yeah, and just a minute later, good chance for Sutton as Lafayette shoots wide when having a bit of space inside the box. And you get someone like him, you can't let him have Pretty that space. Pretty decent player, actually. He is, he's an ex-league player. So, yeah. yeah, 69th minute, Karoma came on for JB McEnough, who seems to have a pretty ineffective game. Uh, disappointingly, a lot for of JB. people moaning that he wasn't yeah. looking like his former self. Yep, yeah. 74th minute. Yeah, a first shot target came from James Dayton. He had an effort from long range, but really easy for Butler to deal with. And a bit disappointing. It took 74 minutes to, to register, register shot. a shot on target. Yeah, you shouldn't be. We shouldn't be taking that long to do that. No. 80th minute, um, second sub for the O's is Craig Clay comes on for Charlie Lee, who's obviously not had a pre-season really because he got injured yeah. on the 25th against Hornchurch. Yeah, an 84th minute, third and final sub uh, as Rama Bucko came on for James Dayton. And in 87th minute, he delivered a ball into the box. Coulson headed over under pressure from the Sutton defence. And in four minutes of injury time, we played. Full-time whistle win and we lost our opening day fixture 2-0 away to Sutton. Yeah, at Dulcet, Dave tweeted saying, Steve Davis said his side didn't win enough in the air. Disappointed with both goals, not brave enough, didn't play our football. He also said it will not be difficult to lift the players for Tuesday, give them a chance to redeem themselves, said that he would not use Sutton's 3G pitch as an excuse and he was impressed with Josh Coulson's performance. So for me, I yeah. couldn't watch the game, all, well I couldn't watch all of it, I caught bits of the first half, but many were saying how poor the ref was. And I wonder if it's another ref trying to make the news while the TV cameras are on him. And I hope there isn't a bias against us from officials in this league who think we're big time. I don't think there is. I just think it was the quality of refereeing, to be honest. It's going to be think... poor in this league. It's, got, it's going to be a bit worse than League Two, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, both penalty decisions, although I don't think they were correct, I can understand why they were given. Or like, like, like in the time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so maybe this is a wake-up call uh, to people to make them realise that we'll not necessarily romp this league from our first kick 
of our first game. The team have been together a very short period of time and with so many new faces, it, it will take time to gel and to get to our peak, just like Slade used to. Yeah, good point. We're also playing on a 3G pitch, uh, which the team won't be too familiar with, although we did have a couple of games pre-season and also we've got the score centre 3G pitches yeah. as well to practice on. But still, patience is needed now more than ever and the boys will need to be supported through good and good, bad and indifferent times. Remember just where we've come from. Yeah, for me, you know, difficult match and it's always disappointing to lose the first game of the season because you're so hyped up about it and football's back and being on the telly and all the signings and the takeover. You know, ref was poor, but that's just confidence level. We can't spend time moaning about the ref, you know. We have to be clever in the league, get the ball up top to Mooney and Bond and create more up front, be more physical, uh, ask more questions. You know, like you said, the team will take time to gel. Um, And I finish by saying, even so, for me, Tuesday night against Solihull, should be an easy win, with, even with a new squad. So obviously these are written before yeah. yesterday, so that's why we're referring back as if it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So, so those were our views. So your <coughs> views. So we've had a huge amount of views in uh, more than since ever. The start of season more than ever. So thank you for all your views. So we can mention um, what we can. Um, so thanks for your views and apologies if we don't mention yours. So firstly from at Paolo nineteen eighty six who says. Hopefully this resets expectations. Staying up and consolidating is more than acceptable. At El Coado said, we're still a work in progress. We'll take a while to gel, but there were some baffling refereeing decisions made there. Truly baffling. Joe Jessner, 16, says both strikers can score goals, but a worrying partnership in this league. Neither is interested in giving an option to the man on the ball. Interesting point. Interesting point there. At LOFC1971 said, we should remember that as a squad, these players have only been together for around four weeks. Got to find the right combinations. Yeah, at Sam Cass9 says, a lot of work still to do. Far too slow in the build-up. And the two central midfielders have got to do more to get the ball forward. And let's not talk about the ref. So the ref coming in for a bit of stick. Yeah, Len M4 also alludes to that, saying the ref was atrocious, atrocious, but also says a few minor tweaks here and there to our players needed, and it's also about adapting to the league. We'll yeah. be fine. Good point. At David 12 Lloyd says, ref was shocking, but we weren't much better. Clear that we are behind, so let's just look forward to the next few home games. Yeah, at John Macker 1977 it's the wake-up call we needed. This is going to be a slow burner, and I'm sure the manager has learnt a lot from that game. The fact that Sutton had nine players out injured shows how far behind we are. I think for the moment we need to try and get as many points at home as possible. Yeah, good point, good point there, John. Yeah, At Robert Locke 14 says, in the second half we played some decent stuff without creating much. Clay did very well. We had two lapses in defence that cost us goals. We need to up the tempo against teams. Good point there, Robert. Yeah, Mort Jig tweeted saying, really worried about Mooney and McEnough in this league on those performances. Truly dreadful and what I have come to expect oh, from maybe them. Maybe a so bit harsh damning, there. Damning. Maybe a bit harsh there. You know, we're, you know, we get as many views as what we can and we like to mention yeah, different they're very, Yeah, we're not just happy-clappy here. It's yeah. like if people have got different views to us that's really Absolutely. Not, not a problem at JWLRH says it looked like we didn't fancy it today we need a plan B when things aren't working and a striker has to be a priority so Adam Virgo came out on his Twitter account and said something very similar I called him out and, on that. and you called him out on it yeah yeah, and he replied. I, I saw. And then someone else tweeted him and he just tweeted back saying, just get over it. He <laughs> got right tetchy. But also, just I think it's worth noting that although we're reading these out, we don't agree with every single one. Course, There's yeah, some we do, some coming, we yeah. don't. It's just for balance. Uh, I think that's worth pointing out as well. At JWLRH, sorry, beg your pardon, at the occasional one, I go as far as to say if we don't beat Solihull, we are in for a bottom six season. Today was beyond horrendous. Well, well, stay tuned, the occasional one, and you'll find out what happened against Solihull very <laughs> shortly. At Steve LOFC, he says, not surprised to lose, but I thought we'd have more of a threat. Not going to single out names this soon, but we need a lump up top, and I think Steve Davis came out 
as well said and that. said the same thing. So it'd be interesting to see who who's out there and who we end up getting. Yeah, at Johnny underscore 2699, playing the way we did will work most games, especially at home. But didn't today need a lump of a centre forward of, uh, for these kind of games. So yeah. Johnny there agreeing with Steve about yeah. needing a lump up Or do top. you play four five one when you're away and try and do something differently and put a more physical midfield in? Obviously Maybe, all yeah. questions for Steve to, to answer as the season we've, we've goes on. We've got the personnel for it. Absolutely. At Mighty 79 says, I don't understand the expectations of some, of some. The team have barely had a month together. We will get better. Give it time. At Adamiga said, Sutton knew their strengths and used them to their advantage. Had a game plan and it worked, great which I point. think is a great point. Yeah, absolutely. At Orient, Dave says, woeful. No ideas, no creativity, no fire, no desire, no one wanting the ball. Nothing up top, poor from set pieces. Hopefully this will be a big wake-up call. At JAAH double underscore said, thought the midfield was poor apart from Dayton. Fullbacks were poor as well. Bonds flick-ons came to nothing. Centre-backs performed well, though. At Alan AVM1502 says, it's too early to say lots of work is needed. But one worry is that they were pushed off the ball very easily and the ball needs moving quicker. At Hopeboy291 said, onwards and upwards, we need, to, we need to muscle up. Poor defending for both goals. Unlucky not to have a pen, but no creativity. The Vanarama is no walk in the Lots park. Lots of comments about being quite weak and not, not, not physical enough throughout, throughout, the, um, yeah. throughout the team. At DSU, says, undercooked, but some good signs. Big George looks commanding. Dayton and Caprice at times linked well. Clay needs to start. He looked very composed and he spread the ball well. Karoma looks sharp, but the final ball is not there yet. I think I said that in the last episode about Craig Clay, that he's like he's going to be like the, the one that spreads play and, and, and pings balls into the path of the Jobies and the Daytons and the Boccos. And I think he's going to be the one that's going to be a real important piece in our midfield jigsaw. I don't think he's 100% fit yet. I think Probably when he not. is, I think when he is, it'll be interesting to see what formation we go and who comes out to make way for Clay. I yeah. Believe, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at Andy underscore PO16 said, 45 games to go, no one gets promoted day one. Need to be more direct and tougher. One less 3G pitch to play on, which is a huge advantage. Yeah, good point there, Andy. At G Talbot 7 says, McEnough was a liability. Second goal was total ball watching. I felt we were two weeks off the pace. We'll know a lot more by Saturday at 5pm. Yeah, and then at Digger H773046 said, just delighted to have a club to support this season. 10 points from the first five games would be exceptional under the circumstances. Yeah, good tweet. Yeah, and to finish on the final word on Sutton, this from at Linden Orion. It says, a poor game, but like you said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Can't panic after the first game, and I'm just pleased we got our club back. It'll be all right. So thanks yeah. again for all your tweets. That was all tweets to us at Orient Outlook. Yeah, and we had about 90 score predictions for this match, but interestingly, nobody predicted 2-0 to Sutton. I think some of the tweets, some of the predictions were quite outrageous. They were, but, you know... And unflattering to Sutton, but that's their entire, that's people's entitlement and prerogative. So the prediction league remained barren after the Sutton game. So Sunday, the 6th of August, a quiet day on Outlook Towers. I uh, got ready to go back to work after my lovely holiday, yep. after watching on the telly. So Monday, the 7th of August... The club announced season ticket sales have now passed the 3,700 mark. I mean, wow. That is phenomenal. An amazing achievement. Um, and well done to everyone um, who, who's bought one and who continues to go to all the new people who are going. 
uh, and to everyone at the club for making this happen. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I so think we might get quite a few travelling fans as well that just want to come to our ground because it's, it's a decent ground. Plus, Tranmere and Wrexham will travel well. Yeah. But I think the only concern that I have is getting to like the bar at half-time for some people is just going to be, they're going to have to leave like even earlier now. You'll be, it'll be, it'll be Do you know what I mean? And getting a cup of tea, some people just you know won't, won't be able to live with themselves. I guess we'll see it's going to be happens. tough, isn't it? I guess we'll see what happens. Anyway, Tuesday the, Tuesday the 8th of August, in the morning of Tuesday the 8th of August, uh, which is yesterday as we record today, uh, a new banner was erected under the West Stand, where, was that, that was where Super Kevin Lisbon yeah, was, welcome was. to yeah, yeah. East London. says, welcome to East London with images of some of the club's most iconic players, a touch of class from everyone at the club, and well done to everybody who is involved in yeah. getting that sorted out, because that, that had a... That was a perfect banner, perfect space, but the new banner Amazing. is absolutely perfect. It's just, it fits the ball perfectly, so well done um, to everyone who was involved with that and whoever had the idea of doing it and got it spot on. And to do it on the morning of the first home game when everyone's pumped and excited about it, it was just a mark perfect of genius timing. as yeah, well. So absolutely. well done. I saw it yesterday. It's much bigger uh, when you look at it than what it looks when like you stand on the screen. In the flesh. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Amazing banner. Um, so, like you said, the iconic images, really great to see. So I was there obviously yesterday uh, for the Solihull at home game yes, match, my first home league game which you could make. So um, team was announced uh, the same eleven as Saturday. So again Granger in goal, back four of Caprice, Coulson, Elakobi, and Woodowson, with the midfield of Lawless and Lee in the middle, and Dayton and McEnough on the wings, with Bond and Mooney uh, up front, with um, Sam Sargent on the bench along with Clark, Clay, Bocco. Karoma. So just the five subs as per the yeah. National League ruling. Your views on that team? Yeah, no surprises really. I thought that was a team we might see. I thought that Clay might have started based on what everyone was saying, but obviously I don't think he's fit. Um, so good to see consistency he, with the starting eleven. He must be slightly fitter than Charlie Lee, but then Charlie Lee's t- first captain. team captain, so he's not going to not captain. play. But then yeah. you've got to think to yourself, what's the greater good of the team? Yeah. But I think Steve Davis had alluded to the fact that he'll give everyone a chance Absolutely, to redeem yeah. themselves. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. No, no real surprises there. And and yeah, talk us through yeah. through that game. Of course, a great atmosphere around the ground pre-match. You know, it's good to see so many smiling faces around the club. Huge queue outside the ticket office. Massive queue. I thought the game might end up getting postponed for 15 minutes, but no. So I got into the ground about 7.35. Pitch looked great. Lucky we could get our tickets at the Arsenal game, eh? Yeah, well done. Well done to you for yeah. picking them up. Pitch looked great. So big well done um, to Colin James and his team. Uh, it does look beautiful. Compared to how it looked last season, it looks like an absolute Oh, and also carpet. the sound system's been sorted. Amazing. How's that happened? But money, I guess. But yeah, like, really? in the, in, well, in the south stand, much clearer than what it was okay um, so the team came out good atmosphere you know and we had a pretty decent start we, we passed it around nicely looked comfortable um, and people obviously from picking up the season tickets were still coming into the ground with about 10-20 minutes gone wow um, in the match so in the 13th minute uh, Lee drove forward passed it to McEnough who looked quite up for this one actually I think maybe having a quiet game on Saturday maybe motivated him maybe see some of the comments that people maybe put out maybe motivated he'd done really well Got some space from his man uh, uh, and called an effort uh, against the post. And Joby had the beating of his man from the get-go yesterday. Watching the highlights. It wasn't even a contest. That was absolutely an outstanding effort. And I dare say when Adrian Martin washes Joby's kit, their right-back's going to fall out of his pocket. Oh, I like it. See what I did there? I like that one. Yeah. I I mean, absolutely. I I couldn't agree with you more. Watching the highlights back, I mean, he's just stunning. And then that, that was literally two inches 
lower yeah, into the left a bit. That would have been one nil. Yeah. And what and what a goal to have kicked off. Absolutely. But what was it goal. to be? Seventeenth minute, quick free kick taken by Lawless, got the ball to Bon, who saw his ever hit the post and then go out wide and we had a good spell here. We were well on top, we were looking good, looking sharp, and in the twenty first minute it was coming really. We took the lead, uh one nil. Corner from Mackinough, wasn't dealt with. Bit scrappy, uh, ball came out to Lee, poked the ball into the net, we were one up. It was a really scrappy goal, watching that back. It's like almost, uh, how did that go in? That was a proper conference goal. Yeah, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter how they go in. It know, doesn't. As, as long as they go point. in. Good yeah. to see Charlie Lee go in, and very good to see literally the entire squad surrounding, go surrounding. You can tell it's a tight-knit team. Around all the goals we scored that night, everyone involved in the celebrations, You know, even the defenders all running up. It's a great scene. At 1-0, you're thinking... Even at this point, you're thinking we're not gonna, we're not gonna lose this one. Like I couldn't see it. Thirtieth minute, Dayton hit a superb free kick from quite a tight angle on the right hand side. Beat the keeper, hit the woodwork, came out and then Mackinoff uh, put the rebound wide. But a really great effort. And at this point, you're thinking if we get a second here, you're looking at a four nil, five nil. We hit um, the woodwork three times in thirty minutes. We, we did. We did. So Joby's hit the inside of the post. It's gone out. It's we, come out. We were back to the top post. They were sitting quite deep and we were just playing it along. They had one man up front and we were just controlling controlling the game and the tempo, we like really, it. which was good. Um, then Eli Kobe. Yeah, Eli Kobe. Um, they played a long ball. Eli Kobe just beasted Smashed. it, headed it, and suddenly their defence opened up and then Bond found himself um, almost with a one-on-one with the ball bouncing. Yeah. And he's tried to lob it, it a bit yeah. too early and he had more time than what wide. he had. And he put it wide. I think... Maybe a fully fit, you know, four or five games into the season, maybe Bond scores that. Maybe a bit rusty, um, but almost it's unlucky there. though. I thought that was unlucky because it's just gone a couple of foot wide of the goal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it just felt a bit. Yeah, rusty. I mean, I've not seen any of this back on telly, so you've obviously had the benefit of watching yeah. an play, but I haven't seen it yet. And in the forty-fifth minute, another nice bit of skill from Joby again, beat his man again, like you said, in the pocket before shooting wide. Uh, in the two minutes of injury time, we played half-time whistle win, and we were one up at the interval. In a pretty decent first half, you know. Only negative for me was that we weren't more than one new up. Yeah. A few odd back passes though defensively, which put Granger under a bit of pressure. Yeah, like that's what played. Dave and Matt said Did on they? the commentary. Yeah, yeah there's, there's about two or three where they back pass it, and they haven't been the best passes. So Granger's having to overhit. Over, yeah, it's but apart it sounded from, a bit shaky defensively. I think they're a bit nervous, but I think the defenders all played well. I think Caprice looked really good, bombing forward really well. Woodson looked solid. Yeah. Elikobi and Colson are both no nonsense defenders. They don't mess about a bit. If they're under pressure, they just whack it out, but they can both play it on the on the floor as well. Yeah. Fort Lee looked a little unfit to me. Um obviously like we said he wasn't he picked up an injury in pre season. I think he may be not the full ticket in terms of his fitness, but he scored the goals, capped in and so question, should he then be dropped in place of Clay then? Quite possibly, but I don't think Clay Clay's hundred percent fit either. Mm. Well, none of them are really yeah. on, on the premise that they've only been together four weeks and possibly had yeah four and a half weeks worth of training. But Charlie Lee's actually been out injured, isn't he? For yeah, a week yeah. and a half. So, but he got the goal. Uh, so I guess he's you know you can kind of say his inclusion was a right vital place, one, right time. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So yeah, attendance announced at four thousand four hundred and eleven with ninety seven away fans and respect to those ninety seven fans from Solihull. You know, amazing, yeah, great. amazing day on a Tuesday night. They're not for the a non league tie national league. Yeah, league, yeah, I, I agree with you. Well played. No subs at half time, and we came out. Unchanged for the second half, and then in the forty seventh minute, Moonies. Am I playing? Am I playing this then? Why not? Go on then. Why not crack on? It's not Friday, but it is David Mooney time. It is, and it's not Christmas. <laughs> so a great start to the second half. 
a great move actually, um, as David Mooney makes it 2-0. So it started with Bond picking up the ball um, inside. <laughs> Solly calls half this to put me off, but I like it. Keep going. Um, <laughs> played the ball out wide into Caprice. Took a touch, cut it back to Mooney, and as soon as that left Mooney's boot, you could see from where we sit, we had the, like the perfect angle, it just flew off his boot. You knew the keeper weren't getting there, and people going absolutely mental. And you can see that reflected in the, in the celebrations of Mooney, you know, yeah. kissing the badge, and obviously the song starts up as soon as it goes in. A great moment, and really yeah. nice for Mooney to score. And like we said, Mooney is a confident striker, and great to see him scoring in the second game of the absolutely. season. Absolutely. And from that point, he wanted the ball. All, all the, the time. time and he was getting it and he was playing lovely little dinks off to people on the wing here there and everywhere so really good really good um, the 54th minute Granger took a knock but was okay uh, to continue cool and then back to that man again Dave Mooney in the 63rd minute played a superb ball down the wing for Dayton who crosses in for Bond to tap in and that actually that ball was actually in behind the defender as well perfect and ball. that was perfectly weighted into Dayton's path, his ball in to Bond was also perfectly weighted. Bond was just a bit unlucky. Yeah, he turned I mean, it wide rather than just that corner, which is almost Mooney-esque. To be like. to be fair to their defender, he made a brilliant stop right. from Bond. He he's done he's done really well. And yeah. I think at that point, Bond absolutely ran his socks off. But he just got the feeling it wasn't going to be Bond's night for a goal. Yeah, but Bond, you know, couldn't have done any more to get a goal. I was really impressed with his uh, work rate. He was really fit and he didn't stop going until the 90th minute. Yeah. Um, 75th minute, Charlie Lee was replaced by Craig Clay. No surprises there. I think uh, Lee had gone down with an injury again during the game. He'd been booked earlier in the game. So oh, really? One for Lee to keep an eye on. Two games, two bookings. Yeah, that's I could see him getting suspension pretty early because he's just that type of player. Like midfield enforcer. will make a few late challenges in the game. Might pick up a few bookings this season. Right, okay. So Mooney got the captain's armband. And in 77th minute, out of nothing really Solihull grabbed a goal from Oladapo uh, good and give and go back in it good give and go and he, he's hit it really early and Granger again Granger's got a bit of criticism but I thought it was a good goal actually I thought there was a lot of pace on that shot and I'm not sure too many keepers would have saved that at this level should, um, the, should the defensive or midfield stop their man possibly Oladepo? I'm sure Steve Davis will look at that and, and say who wasn't tracking the runner but nevertheless a good finish and from being comfortable we've got a bit jittery um, but in 78 minutes straight after we got a corner and balance was quickly restored as George Elikobi scores his first goal for the club um, from Dayton's cross now to me I haven't seen the goal back but it don't look like an Elikobi goal I, it's I, not it, that it looked like an own goal for me it's not that clear but if I was to use a magnifying glass I would probably say it comes off of their man's knee and, you know, are you going to argue with Elikobi? Are you <laughs> going to tell him not. it's not your goal? Of course not. We'll let George Sessions do that. Absolutely. It's good luck with that one, George. And, in the, <laughs> you know, after that, it was game over. That really knocked us out of him. And in the 88th minute, McEnough came off for Bocco. I mean, I was quite surprised that we didn't bring off players earlier. Yeah. Bear in mind, we've got a game coming up on Saturday and a game coming up the following Tuesday. I'm surprised Mooney stayed on for 90. I was surprised McEnough stayed on for as long as he did. Um, but obviously, Steve probably wants to get, you know, more... Time into the legs. Yeah, exactly. Um, Plus, we were comfortable, so you know it wasn't necessary. Yeah, true. But then you true. could reverse that and say, actually, because we were so far ahead, you can afford to take that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So five minutes of additional time were played. Dayton came off in the ninety-second minute. Came Josh Caroma. Yeah. And in ninety-fifth minute, full-time whistle win as the O's win the first home league match in the National League, three-one. Rocking all over the world, rang out across Brisbane Road. That was really cool, actually. Like full time whistle went and it pumped up, and for the people were singing it, people were smiling, clapping. It's just nice for people to be smiling at the full time whistle at yeah. a night game, and you know, a good win. 
Yeah, a good one. Absolutely. Steve, Steve, thanks for that. Steve Davis, post-match, said, for me, it's a huge challenge to get the club back to where we want to be and we all want to enjoy the journey. The important thing is to get the team playing how I want it to play and that will take time and is a work in progress given the amount of footballers we've brought into the club. I wouldn't say be patient and enjoy the win against Solihull because the next game may be more difficult, but we showed good signs, I thought. So that's a little synopsis there from the game from Steve Davis. So your views on, on yesterday's match? Yeah, obviously delighted to have got a win under our belts and put to bed Saturday's result good to get goals from all over the pitch I think that's really important that you're not reliant on one player or department within the within the team to be getting those goals although obviously you want your striker scoring goals it's nice that, well, it's good that others are contributing as well it's good that Mooney scored and Bond did everything but score yeah. but and Joby give him time and let, Dayton supplying give him time let him gel mm. and those partnerships will come up absolutely yeah. um Better from Joby and obviously a goal for Moons is a good day at the office. My concern at the moment, I think, is really with our defence. It seems a bit shaky at times when it's put under pressure. But um, with attacking uh, wing-backs, uh, that does leave us a little bit exposed. So what I did see in the middle uh, that I haven't <coughs> noted is that Elikobi is always talking. Always talking. And so is Lee. They're all and, and they've got that middle cover. They're always talking to each other and talking to everyone That's around good. them. Never saw that. Coulson was doing it as well at points, but mainly there was one I think where the ball was out for throwing, and Elikobi and Lee were literally organising everyone around them. Really good to see. Good. Reviews. Um, yeah, good performance from the whole team, and just the kind of performance you know we wanted to see. We were great to see in our first home game. Paul Caprice was brilliant. Really good attacking and looked and looked good at the back and he picked up the man in the match award and the star man award in the sports club afterwards. So well done there to Jake. Did he go in and get it. No, not when I, I left about half past ten. So if he did, it was after I left. Um, although Steve Davis ended up in there as well as Mr Teague, which was good to see. Oh nice. Um, thought and Colson looked good at the back. Like I said, no nonsense. Thought Dayton was really good. First time I'd seen him play properly. And Mackinough made his man look silly. Lee and Lawless proper battlers in the middle. Um, like I said I would have taken Lee off a bit earlier mm. you know, with the yellow card with the injury Bon ran his socks off and was unlucky not to get his goal a lot of people commenting about how much he ran and how quick he is very quick and quite strong as well he's yeah. quite physical like, yeah. so he's tall he's good mate he's yeah, good he he's good, 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 good prospect um, and you know great to see Mooney get his goal I think at the whole Brisbane Road were winning him to get his first yeah. goal back and it's good that he got it at Brisbane Road I agree great to see but yeah. you know like I said credit Worth to the 97 right. fans from Solihull who made the journey and a good night. Great to see everyone smiling. So really good. So those were our views. Again, tons of your views. So we'll mention um, what we can. So thanks for all the tweets and, feed and Facebook messages and Instagram things that we've had. It's been phenomenal, really. So firstly, from at Boatsy, who says, how nice is it to hear about an LOFC home win? Yes, we have not made it easy, but the performances will come. And it's at, all about the three points. It is. At Matty LOFC Evans said, the good times look to be back. Solid performance and a real boost to the confidence of the lads. Up the league we go. We did look confident. And like I've said before, one thing about having experienced players is that we just passed it around nicely You know, at yeah. points. And yeah. we knew what we were doing. Whereas last season, we probably didn't have that yeah. in the bank. So at Ron Sampson, 15, says, some good football in places, but Granger worries me a lot. In my opinion, he isn't good enough and it will cost us during the season. A great win tonight, though. At Spenno 11 Solihull are poor, but some of the football we played would have beaten League Two sides. Some great moves and we look comfortable. There was some nice one-touch passing going on at points, or nice give and goes, especially down the wing, especially down Caprice and Dayton's wing. That looks like it could develop into a very strong partnership. 
Very nice football played there. Uh, Tom P1984 says, Good football at times. Why would we lack the aerial ability and will come unstuck against better opposition? Very impressive overall with some slick football. Yeah, at M0PHO. To say they've only been together a few weeks, I thought they were all great. No spare parts out there tonight. Yeah, I'd agree with that. At Joe underscore Pavitt says, Josh Colson looked amazing at the back. Charlie Lee proved why he's captain and Mooney scored. We finally have our Orient back. At David underscore Mattox said, very good result tonight. Too early to say that we're back on track, but fingers crossed this is the beginning after the full start on Saturday. Yeah, at LOFC 1978. It's harsh to say after a 3-1 win, but we need to be more clinical. Great to see a win of some goals. Much better than Saturday. At the Jam Co said, a home win. Brilliant, but Solihull were very poor. Grateful for the confidence boost. There are much harder tests to come. Yep, at Jeff D. Graves. says, far from a perfect performance, but so much better than Saturday. We played some good attacking football. Many more positives. At Bayford underscore Joel. Great performance. McEnough was certainly trying to prove he's a great player and he 100% succeeded. Yeah, he done very well. Yeah. At David Magix says, we could have easily scored five or six, but a very dominant performance which will give us so much confidence heading into Saturday. At Jack Coates 14, Coulson and Caprice were brilliant. Midfield was so much better than Saturday and we proved a threat up front. Could have scored more. Yeah, at Reedy QB9 says, Mooney and Bond worked their socks off. Moons was quality. Joby brilliant. Dayton, Lee, Lawless, Elikobi, Caprice, all good. No one did poorly. Good to hear. At Vince Howard 73 said, good all-round display and boy is Bond quick. So deserved a goal. Bit concerned with the defence though, looked a bit shaky. Yeah, that Orient Fan TV says a good performance tonight. Could have won by a lot more, but the officials were shocking. First three points of a long season. Bond one was unlucky tonight. I thought the officials were alright actually. Yeah. I thought they got most of it spot on. Okay. At Jamie Stripe said, decent enough, had a decent spell in the first half when we could have had three more goals. Like liked Caprice and thought we'd competed much better. Yeah, at the Authentic Gaz says it was great to be back. Boys worked hard for that tonight. Everyone put in a shift. The whole place feels different, much better. And the atmosphere just around Brisbane Road was just, it was just nice. Yeah. You know, after ha- what we've how it should be. Yeah. At Chris Kane underscore 1922, performance wasn't fantastic, but will improve over time. Number of good partnerships forming on the pitch. Little mistakes need ironing out, yeah, which good, they will do. Good point there, Chris. And the final word uh, goes to I Heart Rushmore. So it's a good win and great to see the side look more cohesive. Switch play well and dangerous down both flanks. Bond deserves a goal. Mooney. So that brings up the Solihull match to an end. Yeah, prediction league update. We had, again, about 90 predictions and lots of people got it right. And I apologise for missing two people out last night. What I was doing was looking at those who replied to the actual tweet we did, which is easier for us because of the volume of tweets that we get. So if you do want to uh, predict a tweet, it would be very helpful if you would be so kind as to reply to the uh, score prediction tweet. So apologies to the two that I missed out. So, But well done to Emo Havering, I am underscore Emo, at Nino Barone 27 at underscore Kevin, underscore Ellen underscore at unexpected item O who also got uh, Mooney and Lee so he got five points he got five points yeah. there you go at Richard J Bourne who also predicted Mooney and Ella Kobe so also he got five, five points, points. Yeah. Sammy double underscore D Ian K Richardson Tom P1984 Mark Shepard underscore 79 Lee Gibbs one Frankie A Hurst at Remy underscore Wanless Taser Junior at M0PHO at Pillorental 
and Jack underscore Gibbo7, who all correctly predicted 3-1. But absolute kudos and props unbelievable. to Paul Staines, who correctly predicted 3-1, which is cool. But he also predicted, nearly in order as well, yeah. David Mooney, Charlie Lee and George Ellicobi as the scorers, giving him six full points. Yeah, so after no one guessed Sutton, a lot of you got um, Solly Hall right. So the full table is up on our Facebook page. We tweeted a link to it last night. And we're going to have to get a prize from somewhere because the amount we're getting on here. So we'll we'll get this prize sorted. We'll speak to our uh, contacts and see what we can can get. If anyone makes trophies out there, get in touch. (laughs) Which leads us on nicely... (laughs) to today, Wednesday 9th of August, and a quiet day today, so nothing to report. So, yeah. to finish off then, so we've got Fantasy Football League, so it returns uh, this weekend, and so does our Orient Outlook Podcast League, so we do this on fantasy.premierleague.com, so make sure you join our league now, we already have over 150 players, we had 61 last season, which was quite big, but now we have over 150, so get involved. Um, you can do that by going on the website, creating a team, and then joining our league. So you can do that by typing in code 102-4077-246027. You can join our league by typing in code 102-4077-246027. If that code doesn't let you in, Give us an email or a message on Twitter and we will invite you via the website. Yeah. And again, we will source um, a prize because it's going to be a pretty competitive league. My team's already in. Paul at the moment is saying he's not going to do it. <coughs> I'm sure I can convince him to do it. Um, so we've got some decent competitions this year. Yeah, so if you think you're a Jose Mourinho or you think you're better than uh, Ronald Koeman. Or are you a Fabio Liverani? Wow, I thought you'd never swear like that on I know. this podcast well, I've not, again. I've not, said, I've not said the ultimate swear word and we haven't this season. I we haven't. We will. Um, join us. Join the league. You're doing it. I'm not because I start off by saying, yeah, 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 I'll just give it a cursory look on a Friday evening. And you get and then And then come September, October, like I start to analyse everyone and then I start saying, oh, I was going to put him in my t- Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, gutted yeah. I didn't Fine. put that. I just it drives myself mad, so I can't be can't be doing that. So moving on then to finish off positives and negatives this week. Yeah, um, we yeah. have our first yeah. win. Yeah, so well uh, done to the a boys. great positive. So well done to everyone. Great performance versus Solihull, and ultimately, I guess that the major statement and the major positive is we have our club back. Yeah, so let's just give claps on that. Yeah, absolutely. So negatives, we've only got two um, this week, which is good. So first negative, no clean sheets in our two league games. It would have been nice around if yesterday with a clean sheet. Yeah. One of those that you would have looked at and thought you'd get a clean sheet. Um, and the defeat versus Sutton. So they make up the two negatives. So here are the week. So this year, for the most part, we're going to take it to Twitter um, and let you guys decide from our nominees. So, you know, we decided to do it earlier today. So we had two, 281 votes um, on our Twitter poll. So thank you for those who voted. So in fourth place, this week, we had Charlie Lee, who got 6% of the vote. In third place, with 25% of the vote, was McCauley Bond. And then it was quite tight between our second place and our first place. So in second place, um, scored his returning goal at Brisbane Road. David Mooney picking up 32% of the vote. And our hero of the week, in first place, with 37% of the vote, George Ellicobi. 
done, Big G. So well done, Big G. Top man, lovely. So next week's goal, don't argue with him. Yeah, I won't. At uh, right, moving on then. Next week's fixtures, we've got two to tell you about. As we welcome Maidstone United to Brisbane Road at the Matrim Stadium on the 12th of August. That's this coming Saturday. Yeah. We'll see you there if you're going. Then yeah. on Tuesday, the 15th of August, we travel to Bromley uh, for our fourth league game of the season. If you're going, have a safe journey. And hopefully we'll be able to get to that. Yes, uh, to that game. So maybe see you there. That's on a 3G pitch as well. So a difficult match that one. That's a 3G yeah, good pitch point well made. Yeah. So that's it. So thank you for joining us for episode 110. We're going to be around the hour mark, which is fantastic. So it's been another busy week and a half down at the O's. Tristan Abrahams and Stephen Alzate got moves to bigger clubs as expected, and Jamie Sandals White and James Dayton came in. Off the pitch, season ticket sales were flying as over 3,700 were sold in what is a superb achievement by everyone at the club. And on the pitch, the season started with a disappointing defeat away to Sutton, which was quickly rectified with a good home performance and a decent win at home to Solihull Moors. Absolutely. We'll be back with episode 111 next Wednesday, the 16th of August, with all the information and views that you could ever need. So there's another Wednesday podcast next week, but then after that we'll be back to our normal Sunday slots. It's just because... It'd be a week and a half yes, after that. And then back to the normal yeah. Sunday slots, yeah. So just as a, as a final then, if you're listening on iTunes, we'd be grateful if you could subscribe and give our podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll always have the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. If you have an older relative or loved one who you think will, be, will like the podcast, be interested in keeping up to date with what's going on at the club, uh, then grab their phone or yours um, or download it on their phone. Uh, we'd also like to say thank Send thanks to Zaka Tronathon and at the Authentic Gaz and at Stiggy64 and also Jay Pritchard for your recent reviews on iTunes. We really, really do appreciate them. And we're going to start using a new hashtag uh, when uh, plugging our podcast. We're going to call it hashtag your pod. So we make this fan, uh, podcast for you know Orient fans and we want everyone to be involved. So new hashtag. If you tweet us about the podcast, you make sure you use the hashtag your pod. Absolutely. And that's it. So, you know, we look forward to hearing from you. As always, keep calm, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.